Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 47, Nine Must-Haves for a Live Streaming Page. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis. This is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. It's a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. Now, we haven't talked about Audacity in a little while, and don't worry, I am going to get back to my favorite software program for podcasting, Audacity. We'll get back to that later on. But I've been doing this series on live streaming for podcasters. Stuff like why you should live stream and tools that you can use for live stream, connecting all of the equipment together and software, embedding it onto your site, the video or audio player, embedding the chat room on your site. And today, I'll share with you the nine things that I think your live page absolutely must have or most of these things. And as I say this, I know the current, at least as of August 22nd, 2011, the Noodle Mix live page does not have these things. And there's a reason why. The Noodle Mix, noodle.mx site currently sucks. That's putting it very nicely, but I'm saying that about my own design that I created a year ago and then tried to smash all of these things into and it just didn't work out. So that is in the process of being redesigned. So yes, I know I'm not practicing what I'm preaching, but you will see that everything that I'm going to share with you will be implemented into the new live page or pages uh, as I'm doing this. So this is very much a hands-on thing for me as well that I've tried to think, what do I need my live page to have? And this, I think, can apply to many other podcasters too, is what does your live page need to have if you are live streaming your podcast, whether it be through video or audio, and what if you have a chat room with that, which I do recommend if you're live streaming. But we've covered all of that in previous episodes. So go back to theaudacitytopodcast.com Check out those previous episodes, and I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode. And while you're at theaudacitytopodcast.com, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you will get every episode automatically as soon as it's released. And watch the website as well so you can see any blog posts or reviews that I post over there at the Audacity to Podcast. The show notes for this episode and links that I mentioned will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 47 the show notes for episode 47 so let's get into this you let's assume you have your own website which i highly recommend and you create a live page for yourself we'll say your site is yourpodcast.com or we'll make it mypodcast.com slash live it's a very easy to remember url and that's really what i recommend that you use is mypodcast.com slash live be your URL. Now you can have shortcuts to that, shorten links, tracking URLs or tracking information for Google Analytics. You can get all technical and geeky about it, but everything should point to that page for your live streaming page for your podcast. But what needs to be on that page? I think there are nine things that you need to have on that page. And when I start out saying nine things, 
you might think, whoa, that's a lot of things. But not really, because many of these things are probably already on your site or should be already on your site. So it's really not that many things to include on your site. Number one, duh, live streaming video or audio. (laughs) Now, the reason I say this, though, is not just because, yeah, you need it on your page, which is really duh, but there are two different trains of thought on this is you could have your live, let's say you're live streaming a video recording of your podcast, whether you're doing an audio or a video podcast, you're live streaming the video of it. That, especially if you're doing an audio podcast, this gives your listeners a unique opportunity to get to see your face and maybe see how much of a face you have for radio, or maybe they just enjoy seeing your weird facial expressions or watching things live, whatever the case. We'll assume that you're doing this with video. You can do the same thing with audio, though. But when you have live streaming video on your site, there are two different ways of doing this, and I've seen it done both ways, and this is uh, highly debated, I would say, if, well... It isn't actually debated, but if you were to ask podcasters, you would get different opinions on this. Is should your live streaming video be on just a live page or should it be on every page of your site by way of a sidebar, a sidebar widget like in WordPress? Now, if you at this time go to noodle.mx, you'll see immediately that the live stream is on every page because of the sidebar. That's probably not the way I'm going to continue doing it because let's do a little bit of math here. Let's say that you host two weekly podcasts and each of your weekly podcasts are an hour long. So that's two hours of live broadcasts that you do on your site. Now, there are 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. That's 168 hours in a week that people could be potentially visiting your website. And you are live for two of those 168 hours. So two divided by 168 is just a tiny hair over 1%. So... Do you want to force a live player to take up space on your web page of your site for 1% of the time? Consider that. Is it really worth it? Now, to on the flip side of this, an advantage of this is that, yes, if you record your videos with some of these live streaming services like Ustream or Livestream or Bamboozer or Justin.tv or essentially any live streaming video or many times audio services out there give you the option to record your session onto their servers. So if you record it onto their sites, then usually that little live streaming video player will be a playlist player so people can go back and see previous episodes. How often do people actually do that? Not very often, probably. I've checked my stats on Ustream.tv before when I was using them. I'm now trying out Bamboozer.com, especially after live stream fiasco last week that you heard me give the disclaimer about at the beginning of last week's episode. Essentially, if you didn't hear that, I have a 
an unverified but G-rated channel on Livestream.com. And I later discovered that many times Livestream was pushing out sexually driven ads for alcohol to my G-rated channel. And that's not something that needs to be on a G-rated channel. And they said it's something about, well, it's not a verified channel and I should really verify my channel first and all of that. But still, I don't think they should be pushing that out. It should be, by default, a channel should be assumed to be G or PG maybe and not push out ads like that. But until we get that figured out, I'm not recommending live stream. But anyway, where'd I go on that tangent? The service that you use will give you stats for how many people watch your recordings after the fact. And these are recordings from the streaming service. Now, these will not register in your regular downloads. So if you use Libsyn or if you use Blueberry for your media stats, actually how many people are downloading each file, not just subscribe to your podcast, but downloading each file, anything that's streamed through your live streaming provider will not register on those separate downloads. Keep that in mind. Now, that does also mean you don't pay for that bandwidth for people to rewatch the video from that particular service. But by not paying for the bandwidth, potentially, like depending on your ad deals with any company, you may not get paid for that download either. So keep that in mind. And if you do two one hour podcasts in a week, do you really want to force everyone to see that player? when you are only using it, actively using it, for just a hair over 1% of the time within the week? I would say probably not. Now, there are things that you could do if you want your live video to appear on every single page. What you could do is you could have it in a widget on your site and drag that widget to the inactive section of your WordPress widgets and drag it back to the active section where it's supposed to go if you want to uh, make it live on every single page of your site only when you're doing it live. One thing to keep in mind with this, if you're using any kind of caching plugin, you will need to clear probably at least the page cache, maybe all of the cache if you are doing this because uh, by default moving widgets around does not reset the cache on your site. That's pretty technical. I'll cover something like that later when I talk about website caching and website optimization. So you could have it on every live page, but here's another drawback to that. And I see this often, is people visit your live page and then they open another tab to visit something else on your site. And oh, they start getting this echo sound because they are seeing your live video playing twice during your live feed. I don't recommend that. Also, it's very annoying. Some people might not realize, though often you'll see them in the chat room. Why am I getting an echo? Do you have another tab open with my site in it? Oh, yeah. Is that causing my echo? Yes, it is. It it happens so often. And I'm not saying that the people who do this are stupid. They're certainly not stupid. It's just, uh, I think it's It's not a good idea to do something like this. What I would recommend, if you want some way to feature that you are live at that moment, then have just a text link in a widget or somewhere on your site that says, we're currently live, click here to view and chat. Something like that is a lot easier. By the way, also leaving that live player on your page can slow down how 
or can slow your website down. So people that visit your site, it's going to take longer because that live video player is there, but you're not actually taking advantage of it. So that will affect every single page. And uh, I'm, you're probably going to hear me talk a lot about website performance in this episode because I've been going through a lot of this with my own websites and optimizing them and caching and all of this stuff, which I'll do, like I said, another episode on that because I think it's something very valuable for podcasters to know. So, uh, but if you have your live streaming video on just a single page, there are a couple ways that you can do this so that it appears on just a single page. Some templates or some WordPress themes will allow you to change the layout on a per page or per post basis. I know that Genesis, Standard Theme, and Thesis, the three themes that I like the best, each work with these. Don't worry, I'll have links to those in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 47. So you can get each of those. And those are affiliate links, by the way. So if you purchase them, I benefit and I will be grateful. So if you use one of those themes, you often have the ability to change it so that sidebars don't show up on your live page. This is great because it gives you more space for your live video and chat room, which I'll mention in a moment. So if you have just a dedicated live page, that's one way of doing it, changing the page layout. Another way is that you can use a plugin called WP Logic, uh, or it might be called Widget Logic. I'll have a link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com/slash forty-seven. It allows you to. It's called Widget Logic. It allows you to set your widgets to only appear on certain pages. So what you could do is you could have your live streaming widget. And you could set it to appear on, for example, just the home page and just the live page or set it to just the live page. And it works really well like that. And it creates this whole new dynamic. And it's pretty easy to use. Also, don't be overwhelmed by how many options it gives you. Be excited by how many options it gives you. But it is essentially that you just tell it appear only on these pages or on every page except this page. There's There are more things that you can do with that, but check that out. Again, link in the show notes for that and the themes links. So I think that having the player on every single page creates a little bit of clutter. Having it on a live page means that's your live page and people will always know that's where they go to get your show. What if people decide to go to your page and just watch your video but not see the chat room? Well, they're missing part of the experience of what makes the live streaming valuable is being a part of that chat room and being a part of the community, even if they choose not to participate. Like even while I'm recording this podcast live on noodle.mx slash live on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I see that there are two people in the chat room who have nicknames and there are two anonymous people in the chat room who they, for some reason or other, haven't decided to say anything, and that's perfectly all right. But they're still benefiting from if I type anything in the chat room or if anyone else types anything in the chat room, relevant links or whatever, they can still benefit from that because they're on my live page instead of being on my Ustream page or instead of being on the home page and only seeing the live video. So keep that in mind. So <laughs> that long ex- explanation was to say, On your live page, you need live streaming video or audio. Number two, real-time chat room. This is, as we talked about in the last episode, 
a way that your community can talk with each other during your episode. You can even make this a way that when you're not recording an episode, you could have people go over there and you could have like a, a water cooler time or office hours or whatever, where everyone could just chat and ask you questions and whatever it might be. So you need a live chat room and I've provided several solutions and options for you in the last episode. So check out the audacity to podcast.com slash 46, where I talked about several options that you can use. And I'm still currently using Chatango. I may be switching to Wild Ride. That's with Y's instead of I's. It is an IRC chat room. As an IRC chat room, what I like about it is that it works seamlessly and flawlessly on an iPad, iPhone, anything that doesn't have flash. It works very well on and is very versatile too. So embed your chat room into your live page. And however you decide your live streaming video will be, I highly recommend that your live video and your chat room be horizontally aligned with each other. Don't make it so people have to scroll down to see the chat. So I really do not recommend having the live video above your chat room because then people on smaller monitors or smaller devices have to keep scrolling up and down in order to see which one of the uh, things that you want them to see. Maybe they have to scroll up to see what you're pointing at or talking about. They scroll down to see what's going on in the chat room. Scroll up, scroll down, scroll up, scroll down. Don't assume everyone has a high-resolution monitor or platform. If they can see the width of your screen, then take advantage of that and put your chat room and live video there. If you are putting your live video in a widget on your sidebar in WordPress, then put your chat room on the main part of your page and then leave the video off to the side. If your template allows you to get rid of the sidebars for a particular page, then you can put both things in there. And the way that you actually do that so that they're horizontally aligned varies on your uh, template. But there is some basic code that you could use no matter what kind of template you have. There is some basic code you can use, and I'll display that in the show notes. It's some CSS and HTML code. You don't have to really know what it does other than just to see it and uh, paste your code in where I tell you to. So look at the com slash 47 so you can see how to do that with CSS and HTML code. Uh, that you can put your own code into to get that nice vertical align or horizontal alignment. It's really easy then for people to see both the video and the chat room at the same time if they're next to each other. So number one, live streaming video or audio. Number two, real-time chat. Number three, very important, if you do live streaming shows on a regular basis, especially if it's a scheduled thing, have a schedule. That may sound obvious. I hope it is. But so many people don't do it. You go on the live page and wait, is the show live? Is it just playing back a pre-recording? Like, for example, live.twit.tv. You go there and there's always something playing. Now in the one of the corners, it does say that it's a pre-recorded video. But on the page, they don't actually give you a schedule of when videos are live. 
have something on your page so people can know and start to schedule their lives around your live streaming video so they can go check it out at that time. And that can be a normal part of their lives to see your live streaming video. There are two ways that you can post your schedule on your page. One is that you can embed some kind of calendar on your page, like Google Calendar has options for you to embed it with an iframe on your page. And that gives you some special options, like you can uh, have people be able to subscribe to that calendar so that it appears on their calendar too. They can get notifications through uh, Google. They can download that event as a format and import it into their calendar so it notifies them, reminds them of it, and they can synchronize with it. All of this stuff, they can follow that calendar. Extra functionality with the Google Calendar. Keep this in mind though. Anytime you embed something into a page or a post in WordPress, and it starts with iframe, the actual word iframe. If it starts with that, keep in mind Put it in your HTML section of your uh, editing window, not the visual section, but the HTML section. And when you do, always go back to the HTML section to make sure it's there before you save. Because WordPress has a little bug in it that if there's an iframe in a page or a post and you switch to the visual editor, make changes, and then save, it often removes whatever that iframe was. And I've had this happen many times with the Google Calendar. They may have fixed that by now, but uh, if you're running older versions, definitely make sure that that's there. So include your live schedule. But the other way you can do it, if you don't want to get so technical as embedding a calendar onto your page, you can also just simply type it into your page. Just say live show schedule and have the times and what days it is. Or you could say uh, the Audacity to Podcast, 2 p.m. Eastern time every Monday. And by the way, do include time zones on there. That's very important for you to do that because not everyone's in your same time zone. And when you include the time zones, make it easiest just by skipping the whole uh, E-S-T or E-D-T. Because did you know E-D-T is what we are currently in at this time or what I'm currently in? That stands for Eastern Daylight Time. E-S-T is Eastern Standard Time, which starts, I don't know when Eastern Daylight Time or Daylight Time ends. But uh, that's something. Do you really want to have to go to your page and change it from EDT to EST? Well, EDT is more accurate. Many people don't know what it is. But you could just say ET or CT or MT or even easier, just say Eastern Central Mountain Time, Pacific Time. And then let people do their own math and figure out what time that is in their time zones. So put a live show schedule on your page so people know when your live show is, what's coming up. And if they join you for one live show and they're on your page, then they might see, oh, he's going to do another live show right after this one. And it's going to be such and such podcast. Like I'll tell you uh, right now, my listeners who are listening live probably know this, is that later this evening... At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be doing my clean comedy podcast on this same page, noodle.mx slash live. And if anyone listens to this episode before then or before any Monday, you can join us at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at noodle.mx slash live to hear 
the Ramen Noodle Clean Comedy Podcast and laugh with us. So having that live show schedule helps promote your other shows as well and lets people know what else they can do. So your live page needs to have live streaming video or audio, duh, live chat room, real-time chat room, and your live show schedule. Number four, information about the shows. It's very easy to tweet out or share on Facebook or LinkedIn or Google Plus or MySpace that you are currently doing a live show and that link might be shared and people will come. They might just randomly visit your site and they'll see that, oh, he's doing a live show right now. And they click that link to take them to the live page. Or maybe they saw your tweet and they click the tweet. Or maybe if they're just familiar that you're always live streaming your page, like my friend Cliff Ravenscraft over at gspn.tv has live show Thursday. Every Thursday, he's always live streaming his shows. They're all recorded on Thursday or almost all of them recorded on Thursdays. So I know that I can go to gspn.tv slash live almost any time of the day and there's some podcast currently being recorded. Now, if I'm not familiar with his schedule and especially if the live schedule isn't on the page, now Cliff does have it on his page, but we'll take a hypothetical situation there here. Maybe there isn't a live schedule, but someone... Even if there is a live schedule, there's probably just a title. And someone might see, for example, The Ramen Noodle. What is The Ramen Noodle? That sounds like a funny name, but is this a cooking show? Is this a, a budget show? Is this a show for college students? Is this, What is this show about? So people come to the page and they might see the name of it, but they might not know what it's about. Have something on that page, just very, very short describing what the show is about so that people will know as they join it because your regular listeners may know what the show is about, but they might share the link with other people. I'll mention that next. And those other people might not know what the show is about. So they come to your live page. They just see, oh, there's a live recording, live streaming going on right now. And my good friend recommended this. So I think I'll check it out. They go to your page and they start listening to you or watching you and they might not know what you're doing. So have a description on a page that tells them what your show is about. If you're running some kind of network or have multiple shows, then definitely keep your description short and keep them below the live streaming video or audio player. And just like a sentence, this would be your key sentence or phrase for your podcast to explain what it is. Like the Audacity to Podcast is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. That's it. The Ramen Noodle, I can just simply say, clean comedy podcast. So those are ways that people know what is going on at that time and what a little bit about the show that they're listening to live. A way that you can also identify what show is currently going on is in your video that's playing. Now, you can't do this really with audio unless you do the radio thing, like saying, you're currently listening to the Audacity to Podcast. We pick up with... No, this isn't radio. So if someone is clicking play on their iPad they or iPod, They don't need to be reminded what podcast they're listening to halfway through. I don't think. I think people are smarter than that, that they don't need to know that if they're downloading it. But live people, 
I know I'm not saying live people are dumb, but live people do need to know what's currently playing. And a way that you can do this is in your video, say the name of the podcast that you're currently recording. The way that I do this with my podcast is I use software to put in a little logo in the lower left corner so people can see what podcast is currently playing. The name of the podcast so helps with the branding because I repeat the logo. You can do this with free software that acts in between your webcam or webcams and your broadcast server. Now, there are many more expensive programs to do this, but I recommend if you're on OS X, use CamTwist or Minicam, that's M-A-N-Y-C-A-M, or if you're on Windows, use Minicam. Same thing works on Windows or Mac. On Mac, I just like CamTwist a little bit better. And I will have links to both of these in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 47. And both of these are free. So you can use these. And what I've done is I have my live video playing or streaming there. And then I have in the lower corner, I have a little logo of what show is currently playing. Or in the case of the ramen noodle, I have both of our webcams going and I have in the very center at the bottom, the logo for the show. One thing though I don't like about putting it in the bottom is it's nice, yeah, because it's lower thirds, that's what people are used to, but that's generally where ads appear. So the ads cover up the logo. Then again, my logo isn't extremely important to people. I'd rather them see the content and so it's it's something that you can think about as you're working with this. Do you want the logo covered over by an ad every now and then? Or is it okay if it's covered over and you don't want your video covered over by an ad? It's up to you. But your listeners should know what show is currently being played or currently recorded. And they should get that idea from your video and from something on the page telling them about your show. Number five, social sharing options with pre-written messages. What I mean by this is you want your loyal listeners to be able to easily share that they're listening to your episode. And great ways to do this are have the Facebook uh, button and the the uh, Twitter button there and Google Plus and Stumblr and share this and email and all of those buttons there that people can click on those during a live show and send it out to their networks and their followers and say, hey, I'm listening to this podcast. You should come listen to it too. But don't let those buttons just automatically fill in a title. There are ways that you can customize these things so that it doesn't just say the title of your page. Because most likely the title of your page is probably something like my podcast live or live video of my podcast or whatever. And then it's the web address of your podcast, the URL. Well, that sounds great to you. Sounds great to the people who know you. But to people who don't know you, they see that and it doesn't interest them at all. Instead, have something more specific, like you could write in the message to say, come listen to an excellent live streaming podcast being recorded right now, and then the link. Or if you have only one podcast, 
and you have a live page for this podcast, then you can make that text even more specific. You could say, uh, here's what I might say for the Audacity to Podcast. I might say, come learn podcasting and Audacity tips live or live stream in this live streaming video at, and then the link. Or I might do something similar to that. But if you're doing a network page and have several podcasts, you might want it to be more general. It is possible to customize these much more so that you could change it to be much more specific. So I could, like right now, I could make my share options say, come here, nine must-haves for a live streaming page, live at, and then the link. You could do that but that takes a bit more work. And the way that really I would recommend if you want your people to do that is you tweet that out first and then ask other people to retweet you. Like I always tweet about the podcast before I start them. And my Twitter account is twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And you can follow me there, by the way, twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And I share those links every time before I start. And many times I see my listeners will retweet me and share it with their people. And that helps get more people in live and consuming the content and being a part of the community through the chat room. So make it easy for them to share that page with other people and have pre-written messages instead of just the generic thing. There are several different ways that you could do this. The current tool that I'm using for putting share buttons on my site is called ShareBar. There are other tools like Share This or Add This and Social Buttons and many other things. But right now I'm using ShareBar and don't worry, I will have a future episode talking about social sharing options for your website. I That is too many S's in a word, in a phrase. But yeah, I'll have that in a future episode of the Audacity podcast, so I'll explain more how to put those in. So have some social sharing options for your live page so that people can promote your show, your live show for you. So review real quick. Number one, live streaming video or audio, duh. Real-time chat. Number three, live show schedule. Number four, information about the show or shows. Number five, social sharing options. See, she sells seashells by the seashore with pre-written messages. And number six thing that your live streaming page must have is subscribe and follow links. You might be getting new listeners or viewers to your podcast because of your live page, especially if you are interviewing someone really famous and they tweet or let their followers know, hey, check out this podcast, which is streaming live at this page, and come hear me interviewed by this guy. I had a wonderful opportunity to interview Steve Robbins from the Get It Done Guys, Quick and Dirty Tips to Work Less and Do More podcast from the same network that brings you Grammar Girl. And that episode, by the way, will be the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast, episode 48. But I interviewed him about productivity tips for podcasters. And just before the interview, he shared, he asked me, hey, what's the link where people can listen live? I'll share it with my network. So I was really honored that he asked that and I gave the link to him and he sent that out to his listeners as well so that they could come and see it. Now, 
if he sends that to his listeners, that could instantly open me to a whole new world, (laughs) a whole new world of people who aren't subscribed to my podcast. So on the live page, I would want to turn all of these people who are just rushing in to hear this live content from someone they really like, I should have on that page a way for them to subscribe to the episode so that they can hear my future episodes. I want to convert those one-time live streaming viewers or listeners to actual subscribers. And that will greatly help you grow your audience and grow your community is by converting them to actual subscribers. So I highly recommend that you have live or that you have subscription and following options like Twitter, Facebook, and all of that, Google Plus, on your live page. That way, people, when they visit your live page, can see your subscription options, your follow options, and they can subscribe to you or follow you through the options that you give them on that page, turning them from just one-time listeners to regular subscribers so that they can enjoy your content regularly. This isn't an, 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 an unethical practice. But this is something that they would probably appreciate too. Because how often do you go to a site and you enjoy the content and you think, great, how do I subscribe? Uh, Subscribe button, subscribe button. Where is that subscribe button? Oh, where is the subscribe button? Oh, where? And you can't find it. I've sung a lot of songs in this episode. So make it easy for your visitors to turn into subscribers if they want to. Don't force them into it like pop-ups and all of that, but make it easy for them. So have subscribe and follow links on your web page, on your live page. Now, depending on how your live page is laid out, you could simply have this in your sidebar, and that's a great place for subscription options in your sidebar. So if you have your sidebar visible on your live page, then so are your subscribe and follow options visible right there so people can subscribe that way. Number seven, links that open in new windows. There are two different ways that you can do this. But what you don't want to do is accidentally or make your listeners accidentally leave your page during a live show. They might click on a link and, oh, I'm somewhere else. Oh, well, I guess I'll just not keep listening to that. No, it's really easy to make it so that they are taken to a new tab or a new window whenever they click links on your live page. If you are an HTML person, the way that you do this is when you have an A tag, which is an active link. It's what links things to other things. So you'd have like A and href in there equals and then the link to something else. Add to that another attribute, target equals underscore blank, or target equals quotation marks, underscore blank, quotation marks. What that will do is it will open then that link in a new window or new tab. This is a reason why I also don't think it's a good idea for you to have live video on every single page, because if you do this for links of your own, on your live page, then when people click that, it instantly opens a new tab or new window of another page of your site and instantly creates the echo and the duplicate of your live video. One thing to keep in mind if you're a real HTML nerd is that target underscore blank is not valid 
XHTML 1.0 strict. That is uber geeky, but I wanted to say it <laughs> in case you are one of those people who wants to design with strict web standards. It works with transitional, but not with strict. Or it's it's not valid. That's the thing. It does work, but it's not valid. But you can also find a plugin to do this for you. And some plugins might let you do this on a per page basis. Some plugins might do it on a whole site basis where all of your links open in a new window. I don't really recommend that. But one thing to keep in mind and uh, decide for yourself which way you consider the most ethical and uh, working best for your website and the content that you have on your website. But carefully consider this, whether you want it to be all links on your page, like even links to content on your own site, or if you want it to be only off-site links, like if you are pointing people to CNN, for example, that opens in a new tab or a new window. But if you're pointing people to another page on your site, it opens in the current tab or window. There are ways that you can tweak different plugins to do that for you. I don't necessarily recommend any in particular, but you can look out for some of them and it might do the job for you. Number eight, feedback information. If you don't already have your feedback information readily available, like your voicemail number and your email address on your website, like in a sidebar, and if your sidebar is or isn't visible on the page, consider adding your feedback information to your live page. Please, 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 please do not type out the symbols and make it really hard for people to email you by spelling things or putting spaces in there or fake symbols or all of this stuff. Please don't do that. That makes it so hard on listeners and you don't want it to be hard on your listeners. Use a plugin, and I've mentioned this many times before. I'll have a link in the show notes. Cryptex allows you to encrypt your email address so that way you don't end up with feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or anything really weird and unuser friendly or user unfriendly. So have your feedback information there, especially if you do a live show where you take live calls have that information there for people. We'll be talking about how to take live calls in a future episode. So keep listening, Wayne Henderson. I know you asked about that. Don't worry, it's coming up soon. And I'll have a special guest actually for that as well. So number one, live streaming video or audio, duh. Number two, real-time chat room. Number three, live show schedule. Number four, information about the shows. Number five, Social sharing options with pre-written messages. Number six, subscribe and follow links. Number seven, links that open in new windows. Number eight, feedback and information. And number nine to have on your live streaming page is very little else. And the reason I say this is your live streaming page should really be the slimmest page of your site. Especially if you have a popular podcast or if you're interviewing or have a popular guest on your show. Let's take the example of maybe I get Leo Laporte on my podcast and he tweets it out to his however many million followers he has on Twitter and all his social networks and I get a million people 
hitting my live page. Well, this could easily bring down uh, even the best website hosts with uh, a lot of people hitting it like that. If you don't want to invest in a very expensive server, and I really don't recommend that you get a dedicated server unless you desperately need it, but I don't recommend it. Shared hosting can work just fine for almost everyone out there. But if you have a lot of people hitting your website at the same time for your live show, then you need to make sure that your live page is very slimmed down and doesn't have a lot of extra stuff on it. You're probably familiar with people talking about how many hits they got on their website. Like, oh, I get 3 million hits a month. Well, the word hits is highly misunderstood, or it used to be. I think it's people are getting a better grasp of it now as we talk about visitors, unique visitors. But a hit is, another word for hit is a request. It's how many things a web browser requests from servers in order to load your site. So this would be stuff like, well, two obvious examples. Your live streaming video. If you're using Ustream, then there are several requests or hits to Ustream.tv for the live video player, the embedded Flash player, uh, certain JavaScript and HTML and CSS and all of that that has to load for just that player. Same thing with your chat room. Any images that you have on your site are also going to be hits. Plugins that you have on your site, whether you're using them on that page, might also be extra hits. So if you're using a a particular plugin for maybe comments, discuss, or intense debate, for example, then those are still loading some CSS and JavaScript files even on your live page. All of these things are extra requests sent from a browser to your live page. Not only will they create uh, more or take up more space and more bandwidth for downloading your page, but they make more requests to the server. It's better to have a larger single request than multiple little requests. (laughs) Here's a way to illustrate this. Imagine you're a parent of a teenager and a teenage son. And your son comes to you and he says, hey, dad, can I have $5? You say, sure, here's $5. He's like, thanks, dad. Hey, dad, can I have $5? Uh, Sure, here's another $5. Thanks, dad. Hey, dad, can I have $5? Uh, Here's another five. What do you need all this money for? I just need it. Hey, dad, can I have $5? And they keep asking and asking and asking until they get to $100. And by that time, the dad is worn out. Maybe he's had to go to the bank to get all of these single $5 bills. Instead, the son could just come and say, hey, dad, can I have $100? Now, uh, dad might say no, but the web server more readily will say yes to a single request than multiple little requests. So it's much better to have a single larger request than smaller, uh, more requests. And also, it can even optimize things better because of the way that web works and file space works and geeky stuff there. So slim your live page down. The fewer requests it makes, 
the better and faster it will load. You can reduce these things using uh, caching plugins like WP Supercache or, or wait, that's WP, W yeah, WP Supercache or W3 Total Cache, which is what I'm using right now. If you're curious about how many requests your page makes or how big that particular page is, then go to gtmetrics.com. That's G-T-M-E-T-R-I-X.com to discover how many things are being loaded by your page and how many things are actually being requested, how big it is. Right now, I ran it on noodle.mx slash live, and it also shows you some speed page speed grades and such. And I know I get an F on the Y slow because, well, I do not have that page optimized very well yet, but it will be soon. You check that out and you'll see, I'll tell you right now, it says page load time, 8.32 seconds. That's a long time. It should be closer to four or five seconds. Total page size, 1.39 megabytes. That's pretty big. Total number of requests, 92 that's all right, but that could be reduced. I looked at someone else's live page, and although they got a better Y-slow grade, their page load time was 12 seconds. Their total page size for their live page, 5.54 megabytes, and their total number of requests was above 100. That is a lot. And especially the megabytes there, that's a lot of information being downloaded. So make your live page the slimmest possible because if you are suddenly popular, then this could easily use up your bandwidth. It could use up uh, server resources trying to load all of these things. It could bring your site down if you have a site remotely popular. So make sure that you keep it simple, stupid as uh, one of the members in the chat room finally spoke up, one of the anonymous members, 0668. Thank you for speaking up to give us that wisdom. So yes, keep it simple. Have very little else on your page. Get it to just the core things. This is not the page to say, uh, to include all of your affiliate links. This is not the page to have all of your pretty flash animations or all of this. This is not the page to even have comments on the page. You could turn comments off for this page. There are a lot of things that you can do to simplify the page and make it run faster. Do these things. Keep it simple. It makes it easier for your listeners, makes it easier for you, and everybody wins. So again, running through all nine of these must-haves for a live streaming page. Number one, live streaming video or audio. Duh. Number two, real-time chat room. Number three, your live show schedule. Number four, information about the shows. Number five, social sharing options with pre-written messages. Number six, subscribe and follow links. Number seven, links that open in new windows, depending on your needs. Number eight, feedback information. And number nine, very little else. In other words, keep it simple. Those are the nine must-haves for a live streaming page. Now, maybe you have some other suggestions of things that 
you found work really well to have on your live streaming page, or maybe you disagree with any of these suggestions, I would love to hear from you, even if you disagree with me. You can send your feedback to feedback at noodle.mx or call into the listener voicemail line at 859-353-4332. By the way, you can also text that number. As well, uh, when you email feedback at noodle.mx, you can go to uh, or you can include your email, um, your audio feedback in that email to feedback at noodle.mx. And when you're on the site, the audacity to podcast.com, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast over there so that you can get all of the tips. And here's one thing that John Brandon had to say as a thanks for the podcast. Hey, Daniel. Um, John Brandon is my name from Columbus, Ohio. I just wanted to say thank you for the uh, outstanding work you've done and the uh, information you've passed along to the rest of the world about Audacity. I um, am using Audacity to, um, well, I haven't done it yet, but um, I'm 60, 68 years old, and I'm getting back into doing something productive, namely voiceovers. And um, I'm going to use Audacity pretty much. Uh, I downloaded Sony uh, Audio Studio and that's a bit of a waste compared to Audacity. And I uh, tried uh, Adobe Audition CS 5.5 download trial, and I uninstalled it. It really was more than I could handle. I mean, I just it was too overwhelming, quite frankly. So I'm very comfortable with Audition, and thanks to you for the information you passed along, especially about the... Um, the uh, compression, the dynamic compression settings that you came up with and so forth. So, again, I wanted to say thank you in person and um, have a great day. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of your podcasts. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, John, for sharing that feedback. And I'm glad that you're benefiting from this. And we will be getting back to doing the podcast uh, or the Audacity tips and more about Audacity very soon. But I want to wrap up this series about live streaming your podcast because live streaming your show can provide you with great opportunities to uh, network, to build a community, to get your community talking with each other, in addition to people who subscribe to your podcasts and get these episodes automatically. And a lot of people are liking the live thing where people come and regularly see them live and so we will be getting back to Audacity stuff quite soon. And in the chat room, someone is saying, Audacity is money. And it it is. But yeah, at the same time, it's free. <laughs> so thank you very much, John, for sharing that. And I'm really glad that you are getting into voiceovers. You've got a great voice. And there is a market for every kind of voice out there. And Audacity is a great way to work with your voice and to edit whatever kind of voiceover you're doing or podcast you're doing. And I love Audacity. And if you really love Audacity too, then I highly suggest that you support it because these people do this for free and you're not paying $349 for other software like <clears throat> Audition, <clears throat> but you are getting Audacity for absolutely free and it is really valuable. And so I hope that you will consider donating to the Audacity team 
because of how much value they're putting into the software. And hey, if you donate enough, maybe they'll be able to release updates more frequently instead of every April Fool's Day or every April once a year. So thank you very much, John, for checking that out or for sending that in. If you'd like to share your feedback, please send that to feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. And remember that you can leave a comment in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 47 and also get the links to the resources that I've mentioned in this episode. Please remember that I am a self-employed web designer If you need any website design, especially to help you focus on the content and make your message sparkle, please let me know. I love working with WordPress and I love designing podcast cover art. So check out podcastcoverart.com. I'll be wrapping up a cover art for someone and posting it there in my portfolio for others to see. Please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And by the way, PodCamp Cincinnati at Northern Kentucky University's Griffin Hall, home of College of Informatics over there. Check it out, podcampcincinnati.com. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts, taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcasts on Christian worldview, movie reviews with critical thinking, clean comedy, and more to come. It's all at noodle.mx, the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check it out at techpodcasts.com. That's techpodcasts.com dot com.